Welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Well, hello, and you are very, very welcome to episode 44 of Blind Guys Chat. Thank you very much for joining us, folks. We're going to start straight away with our special dun, guest. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and you just popped up from under the desk. <laughs> oh, for, yeah, sorry. Yeah, for everyone, so it's a big surprise. Yeah, yeah sure. It's usually Shane Martin is right under your desk, uh, Stuart. There could, there could be anything or anyone under my and desk. And also, these Kermit, days. Kermit the Frog. No, we're joined, ladies and gentlemen. We're recording yeah. this on, as we usually do, royalty. on a Sunday night, and we have yeah. royalty on the show because yep. we are with Kevin Sherwin, all the way from London. Kevin, as you may remember, was on the show before. He's one of our. Uh, audio describers in, in RTE. And a top-notch uh, audio describer top he is. Top-notch audio describer he is, to too. Well. <laughs> and mm. Kevin, we uh, I found out recently, is a mad Eurovision fan. Ooh. So I said uh, to myself, why not get him on the show straight after the Eurovision? The day so, after. Kevin, the you're day very welcome. After, yeah. Thank hey, you very welcome. much. Thank you, thank you. Hi, guys. Um, yeah. I I'm a really I'm a really big fan of, of the podcast, so it's a it's a real thrill to be back on it and to be speaking to you as uh, Stuart oh, you got and Good, hey, no, great to have you. Honestly, I was like, I was like, at first, when you told me about it, I was like, I'll listen, I'll listen to one episode, you know, I'll, I'll just see what it's like. And genuinely, it's, it's <laughs> right up there in terms of in my, my favorite <laughs> podcast. And I, it's just a pleasure to listen to it. So I'm Kevin, really, I'm really pleased to get to out more. You, you we do, need to know your social life. It's yeah. true. It's true. And I was, I was doing the, I've been, Stuart, I've been following your, um, your mission to make the census more accessible because I was a census enumerator recently. Oh, so I right. found that fascinating. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really about so, that again. Okay. Great stuff. Yeah. No, okay. good on you. Good on yeah, you. Yeah. He got bent over the head by a few, few canes while he was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, poor Kevin. <laughs> a few, few angry dogs. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, the angry dogs are much worse than the angry canes. <laughs> yeah. So Kevin. Yes. Yeah. What? So now, let's let's be true. Well, let me be truthful. I haven't watched the Eurovision in in quite a long time. <gasps> okay. What? Now, Even not last year when it was from our. Main, oh well, no, I did. I did. Main, yes, because there was going to be audio description, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, but it didn't it didn't make this far. So I was very interested Ooh. to know what the audio description was. But did you watch yeah. it last night? I watched. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I'll be very honest. I watched the opening. I watched the opening number. The opening yeah. song and the first song, rather, and all that jazz. And then I got a bit sick of the three presenters very, very quickly. I came back oh. to it for the voting. But I have watched it since. I, watched, I, watched the, I did record it and I have oh, watched it since. Uh, okay, because okay. I, I only watched, I'm only back from holidays and I watched it uh, up to song number 12 and I was really loving Armenia are, uh, actually. 25, I, eh? Come on. Uh, no, I only got halfway and I was falling asleep so I had to switch it oh. off and I said I'll, I'll just get Kevin's summary, it'll be much better but I, you know, anyway, we'll talk about it in a sec I'm sure because I really liked the UK. But, but, but guys, you did not that. even watch the semi-finals on Tuesday, etc., you know, or, no, or Thursday? No. No. I was keeping no. an eye on it, but no. no. Kevin, come on. So, yes. Kevin. So, so come on. I watched both, three, all three of them. Eh? Jan is come a on, true so. fan. Fair play to you, Jan. Jan, were there any casualties of the semi finals that you thought should have made the, the grand final? 
It's a very good question because actually I was just listening to Graham Norton. Now, in fairness, we should have been listening yeah. to Marty. And I was listening to Marty last night, but mm-hmm. I listened to recorded on the BBC and Graham Norton was saying, um, and I can't remember uh, who, which country it was, to be honest, but uh, it wasn't Moldova because I want to talk about Moldova, but uh, he said that one country got through... Uh, and there were a lot of people kind of upset about it because Ireland, uh, Ireland, and this country, and I can't remember which one it was. Israel. It was. It was kind of nick. Was it Israel? Maybe they were kind of neck and neck on the Thursday night, and really oh. yeah. the feeling was that yeah. Ireland should have got through. Yeah, I think that was Belgium. I think it, oh, Belgium, Belgium was a country that yeah. was yeah, not Belgium expected to through. go through. Um, and so when people were predicting the ten qualifiers from semi final two, which was yeah. um, the way it worked out, was a much more competitive one than Tuesday. So yeah. generally, people were saying, "Oh, if Ireland, ha- if Ireland had been in Tuesday, we would have sailed through." But anyway, we were in. Thursday and um, around the 8, 9, 10 mark where the likes of Ireland yeah. and then Belgium were expected to maybe not make it and so mm-hmm. the fact that they made it and Ireland didn't was kind of seen as a, as a little bit of a, a point yeah. of irritation among the fan base but last night then after the, the contest they, they reveal um, all the stats and all the voting figures for everything and the likes of me and other Eurovision fans love to like dig through them and pour through them because you mm-hmm. can see you know where the telly votes came from where the jury yeah. votes came from mm-hmm. oh, right. and Ah. And Brooke then, uh, and I have to say before I say anything else, I think she's great. I think the song was great. It just wasn't right in terms of being competitive at Eurovision, but it, mm. she came 15th. So it wasn't like we nearly just missed out. Like that was a proper okay. definitive, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. you know, okay. non-qualification. You know, it's, it's interesting, Kevin, because my thing with the song was, and I would kind of agree with you, I think it's a good song. It's a good pop song. But mm. I, it, I, I kind of felt we were copying, we were trying to be, cooler than we needed to be maybe to win Eurovision. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. didn't feel Eurovision-y to me, if that's a word. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Stuart. I think I, I've been thinking about, you know, what I, the way forward is for, for Ireland. And I think I, with, with uh, the greatest of respect to the delegation and everybody who's put so much work into it, I think mm. as, as a country, we're trying to compete with the big whiz-bang, super-duper pop numbers, and yeah. I don't think that's the way to go. I no. think that is just the wrong route. Let's ask that question later, right? Yeah. Let's finish up with that question. Ooh, there's a cliffhanger. Ooh, so, la la. So, so I, I have a couple <laughs> yeah. of questions. I like I, it. I actually oh. study, because Kevin has a great podcast. Um, <laughs> really? Things, things people, gay, gay people yeah, like. For people is, who yeah, don't know, what is the name of the podcast? Things things gay people like uh, things trips gay off people the tongue. like it's, it's brilliant yeah. and uh, the, the reason I think it's brilliant is because he does research and you know us we don't do any research but no, I actually terrible. did some research today. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I actually did some research so here's my question for for the blindies of us okay, okay. Uh, and it's in no particular order but I, I, have two, I have two questions about uh, are you Ukraine. asking us or are you asking Kevin no I'm asking Kevin I'm asking Kevin oh sorry okay yeah. uh, so two questions about Ukraine yeah. One is uh, what were th- what were their outfits like? Because Cloda has oh. described them as wearing carpets. Uh, 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 and, and the second one is Cloda, and this is again from Cloda visually is, she said there was one of the band members was playing either uh, like a flute or a whistle or something, but he was waving his arms about. Yes. And I want to know was that actually live? Yeah. So going back to the days of you know the orchestra, and I remember yeah. Noel Keelehan was always yeah, the yeah. conductor yeah. of the orchestra for yeah. Ireland. But yeah. yeah, things have definitely changed, and nowadays I think it's only the main vocal that needs to be live. Now I could be oh. wrong. But as far as I know, that's the only thing yeah. that needs to be live. So last year in, in Rotterdam, they introduced the, 
the the rule that backing vocals could be pre-recorded. So up to that point, you could only have up to, you know, six people involved in the entry. Yeah. So you couldn't have a big vocal sound. Whereas now, and from now on, I assume, you could have a gospel choir, you could have hundreds of voices on, on the track oh, wow. if you want. So equally, I think the the instrument that he's um, playing, so he has yeah, one arm outstretched um, to the end of this instrument. And yeah, obviously the other uh, arm, uh, the other end is against his mouth and he's waving his arm uh, back and forth. And I would imagine, I would imagine that's pretty recorded now i don't know for sure but it's just yeah you're saying it's allowed you're saying it's yeah i think that's all fine i think it's only the 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 main vocal that needs to be live and as for what they're wearing yeah um, wearing carpets yeah i think that's a fair assessment yeah i think that's a fair (laughs) assessment yeah (laughs) you know and that's already one one reason why we should uh um we need audio description you know yeah, it's such a, it's such a visual it thing so as well. Nice yeah, from last year, you know, then I was really yeah. People were telling me yeah what they were wearing, if there was something happening, etc. You know, but yeah, it was, quiet. Know, it, it was it was actually. So I'm getting I'm getting nervous for Kevin on Kevin's behalf here because on this podcast we have a terrible habit of giving people actions. Kevin could get an action to audio describe <laughs> the Eurovision if he's I not careful. Yeah, Stuart, no, I would true. love to do it. I would absolutely <laughs> love to did. do it. We tried unsuccessfully, I'm afraid. So oh, really? Yeah, no, we maybe next try. year. Maybe yeah. next year. I guess. It's a tough one, though, because you'd have to liaise with uh, Marty or Graham or whoever is doing the local commentary. How to how to, I guess, how to complement what they're saying or would it be a separate track? But also look at it this way, guys. You're looking at 40 countries to begin with. So you'd have Mm -hmm. to have 40 people who are audio describing for those 40 countries. No, but the the other countries that may not be attending, attending or taking part. So it's a huge undertaking. You can't Mm. just say we can't just say, oh, let's do it in English. Mm. It has to be That's done, you know, true. French That's and Swiss in, in, in Dutch. But can German, you not cetera, then make it a requirement for the local um, uh, situation that they... That's uh, what uh, I... The local broadcaster, yes. Yeah. 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 Should mm. be done, yes. Because yeah. then the head, the local Dutch one, the local Irish one, the local yeah. BBC... Yeah, exactly. We'd look after their own German, AD, you know. yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would suggest, and I'm putting it out there for those of our listeners, and Kevin will probably agree, talk to your broadcasting regulator and, and ask them to push the idea forward that push the Eurovision ID. should be audio yeah. described for yeah, because as country mo- you're in. Yeah, as much as as much as it's a song contest for for the Eurovision fans, you know the, the songs reveal themselves over the course of the months in the run up to the contest, mm. and then once you know all the songs, which we do like far in advance, I think by March they have to be solidified. Mm. Then when it gets to the the host city and the clips of the rehearsal start to come out, it's a whole new phase for the song, like how it's staged and what kind of colours they're going with, what kind of creative approach um, uh, the, the, the country has taken to the entry, and that changes that. Changes Changes everything, so there is a real important visual aspect that I think really needs to be put across to the whole audience that uh, isn't maybe there at the moment. Do you yeah. think that, for instance, I heard the UK had a huge push prom- promoting the song and that. Do you yeah. think that helped them last night? Yeah, I mean, I was I was just reading a really interesting article actually on the BBC about their approach to it uh, this year, and part of that was definitely to put him out. He's a great ambassador for the contest yeah. for the country, um, but th- they just started to take it really seriously in a way that they haven't been recently. And part of that was putting him out there and doing a promotional tour. That's definitely an aspect mm-hmm. of it. But they also just, I think they stepped away from thinking. 
oh, this will be good for Eurovision. Absolutely. And it, kind of it was a, a great song. Way. It was a great song. It was singer. a great song. It had a great structure and he had a great yeah. voice. And the, great yeah. Voice. So, and on that note, maybe Kevin, then just when we talk about, let's say, the winners and uh, the results from yeah. last night, because I suppose, yeah. look, like everyone said, oh, are the Ukraine, you know, going to win? And of course, obviously, there was a lot of good feeling, as there should be uh, for Ukraine, and people wanted to see them do well. I remember yeah. hearing the song and hearing uh, Graham Norton, and Graham is very nice about everyone. He says really nice things before mm-hmm. the song comes on. Then hearing the song, I remember thinking, oh God, I really don't like it. But uh, is it unfair to say that no matter what it was going to be, it was going to do well? And the guys, no. I felt sorry for Sam Ryder from the UK because it really was a good song. Yeah, yeah but, um, but, uh, but but then you had also had that there was the uh, uh, televoting, had the second phase. And oh, exactly. The, 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 and the, the, I, 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 that's the interesting bit because I think I read today yeah. that in the jury votes, yeah. uh, the Ukraine didn't do as well and the UK exactly. were winning. Yeah. Wow. And, and then the televotes four, came along. They were number yeah. four or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, think, I think there's something about the song, though, that is, it has a kind of a defiant spirit about it. It kind of connected, even though the, the lyrics aren't about the conflict, but it kind of just linked in with the feeling of defiance yeah. and the way he's it, it kind of wailing in, in the chorus I think that really worked and that connected to something to a kind of a mood uh, about yeah. what's happening so I think mm. there was always going to be a huge a huge vote for Ukraine I think as well the song just kind of worked in the overall context but look as you say in the run up I think the Eurovision fans including myself were kidding ourselves thinking oh you know they might not you know another country might personally my favourite was Sweden and I was really uh, gunning mm. for Sweden and then, of course, the, the public vote comes in, and it's four hundred and something. And you're almost, yeah. you're almost kicking yourself for ever letting yourself think that it was going to be go any other way. Now, if my favorite had come second, I think I'd be a bit more annoyed. Like I really like the UK song, but if it was Sweden or Spain that were my two favorites, if they had come second, I would be maybe a little bit aggrieved but look this was Europe's chance to show solidarity and you, you, yeah, you know, right, have right. to kind of and, and, and of course you know in fairness to Sweden they've had a really good uh, Eurovision yeah. uh, past I suppose you yeah. know and, and they continue to put out really good songs pretty much really, every year really don't strong. they yeah and yeah. you know what part of a big part of the Eurovision season for me is watching their national selection show which is called Melody Festival and, and it runs over six weeks in February and March oh, and right. that is like a huge part of, of the Eurovision season and that has become for me anyway like almost as big as Eurovision, the quality okay. of songwriting is absolutely exceptional. So, if if anybody like likes a bit of Eurovision and wishes it lasted longer than you know the few days in May, I would definitely recommend getting into Melody Festival, oh. and it's superb. Okay. Yeah. So, what was your favorite and worst costume? Uh, oh God, okay. Um, favorite costume? Yeah. I'd have to go with Spain. So, what Spain did? Um, now, it was a huge pop. Uh, spectacular, right? And they had this amazing choreography. But what they did this year was they leaned into traditional Spanishness. So she she came out in this kind of almost glittery um, matador kind of outfit, and um, okay. it ju- it just really leaned into to people's perceptions of the country. And that's something that I might get onto in a bit when we're talking about where Ireland could go. But I loved that outfit. Now it was a bit racy, I will say. There was definitely because there wasn't much going on on the bottom half. Put it that way. But so there was a little bit of criticism of that. But she just looked incredible. And she her name is Chanel. She is like, as far as I'm concerned, a new like glow star is born uh, last night on that stage it was absolutely incredible um, worst outfit um, 
I'd probably put the lads from Ukraine in there now, to be honest. <laughs> Carpet <Carpenters>. um, <laughs> Yeah, there were a few. There were a few just kind of uh, glo- like Switzerland was just wearing a big long jacket. Like not the, I, I would imagine if it was me and I was part of a country's delegation, I'd be putting something a bit eye catching on the stage. Whereas yeah. some of them were just a bit a bit more muted. But look, yeah. that's that also goes along with like the Swiss song was very like low key yeah. and stuff. Um, and how was yeah. the Dutch uh, uh, outfit? Because I don't know what, what, oh. what our Uh, Estin was working. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. That was a very classy overall um, look and aesthetic for that for that performance. Okay. She had long, long straight blonde hair, and she was wearing um, a pair of black trousers and then a okay. black shirt that kind of uh, tied a little bit. Her midriff was kind of shown, but in in a very very classy kind of way. And and okay. it was overall just a lovely a lovely um, uh, performance from her. I really enjoyed okay. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. During the voting, was there something going on with Moldova that they got? some points taken away from them or oh was there, yes was there uh, something going th- on with some there, voting that i missed yeah so it di- it didn't really happen ov- over the course of the show but no. a, a couple of a couple of the votes they didn't go to the the person the spokesperson they went yeah, instead to the executive supervisor yeah. who who announced their 12 points and since then it's come out that there were some voting irregularities spotted in oh. uh, the votes from six countries oh. um so i think th- there was an Uh, implication that there was maybe a bit of collusion there like their their votes were exactly the same i think so the ebu are uh, i guess the producers decided to rescind those countries votes and instead generate votes based on voting patterns for their geographic area so what uh, what ended up happening was the points from say whatever country it was i don't know uh, georgia i think was one of them were actually just algorithmically generated votes like they weren't based on any actual voting because they oh. they removed the jury votes from these countries because they spotted something dodgy going on so that's a kind of a little storm that's happening now in the aftermath um of eurovision i'm not well, exactly sure where that's going to go no i wonder would it affect um, the outcome anyway no 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 it wouldn't it wouldn't it might have had a little tweak here and there but no 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 not at all i wonder right? kevin and again this might be somewhat controversial but i wonder has yeah. this been happening for a number of years and it's just been spotted because there certainly seems to be a little bit of that you know kind of um, mm. voting voting for your neighbor a little bit especially the kind of the yeah, uh, that, eastern that european happens all the time you know yeah there's yeah there's definitely there's definitely always a bit of that like i was looking today it was like the you know the armenian jury all five members voted you know azerbaijan as the the worst of it was like ranks 24th uh, in, in in all of them and like that happens every single year so yes there's definitely a bit of that now of course there are cultural similarities between neighboring countries and stuff like that and 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 you know um shared tastes and sometimes you can imagine okay so greece would vote for cyprus i can see that but i will say that i kind of resist when that's used as a kind of a stick to beat the contest with um i i think that the winner is always you know 95% of the time yeah. the strongest entry like the the most competitive i think I, I can't really remember a song where I'm like, oh, they only won because of, you know, th- their friends voting for them. There's a little bit of that going on, but I do think the winner deserves it the vast majority of the time. So so can I ask you a question about um, Ireland's Eurovision past or entries yeah. in the past? Have you any yeah. particular Irish favourite that you said that was a real, like, I, I mean, mm. uh, it doesn't, have to, have, we, it we doesn't have to have been a winner, year. but uh, <laughs> yeah. was there any Irish year. song that grabs you? In that winning streak in the 90s, um, mm. it was obviously a great time great time to be a Eurovision fan and, and yeah. uh, an Irish person watching. And uh, Neve Kavanagh, in your eyes, is definitely my favourite from the winners. Why me? Oh, I love, I love Why Me. Yeah. 
Lids on uh, yeah. Hold yeah. me now. Oh. Go. <laughs> or and you could definitely enter next year. We'd write a song for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I think and, and, and you will rate, be the, the rate piano you player. Write, so, are you right tunes? Oh, uh, it'll be just about ready. It, yeah. Be Molly Sterling. Who? Molly Mom's Sterling playing Molly. with numbers. It was 2015, and she didn't oh, wow. make it to the final. But it's, I think it's one of our loveliest entries, and it was a travesty it didn't make it. So I'd say that as well. Yeah. What is your remedy then to fix the whole Irish thing and not getting through even to the finals? Yeah. Uh, uh, how could we get through? And more importantly, this was how would we win? I think the the, the delegation. Uh, I, I think they've done a good job this year, especially um, bringing it out to back to a selection show um, to give the public some kind of degree of choice. I think they're making the right kind of decisions. But mm. there's a difference between a good song and a song that's going to be competitive at Eurovision. And so mm. I think That's Rich, which was our song this year, was a really good song and she did great, but it wasn't competitive. So what it, it, I'm sure they have loads of people in the rear telling them, oh, you should do this, you should do that. But here's, here's three things that I came up with that I think is, is a bit of a recipe for success at Eurovision, especially if you have maybe two of them, ideally three. Um, number one, is just to pander to the juries. Now, Stuart, you said before you were on... What year were yeah. you uh, a jury so member? I, I was on the jury in 1995. 1995. <laughs> right, okay. I was 21 when we were back young. in that day. You just went for the free beer. And uh, there was lots of free alcohol in RTE. But it was a great experience. But yeah, there was certainly... And of course, back then, there was no public voting. It was just jury. Oh, just jury. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I would say... Look, you have to have something exceptional um, musically happening. You have to have either a, a, an amazing vocal or spectacular songwriting. Now, that's easier said than done, right? But the juries aren't going to go for, oh, that's quite a fun song, which is what That's Rich was. Like, it's just not going to, it's just not going to stand out enough. So you have to have a real, a real strong sense of musicality, right? That's the thing for the juries. Yeah. Then my second thing is to appeal to the public. I just think there has to be an emotional connection. Yeah, like, it, it's all well and good to have, again, oh, that's, that's quite a catchy song, but that's not going to be the song that people pick up, feel compelled to pick up the phone and vote for. And um, when, when when it comes to when it comes to the time, so I just think you have to uh, uh, stir some kind of emotion in people. And then mm-hmm. the third thing, and I think this is possibly the most important thing, is I think your entry needs to sound like the country or feel like the country, you know? And so for countries that have their own language, like Italy, that'll always feel Italian, right? Two of the entries that did really well last night, and they had done very poorly beforehand, are UK and Spain. And as I mentioned before, um, Spain really leaned into a Spanish sound, right? And and UK, that had a kind of, a, you know, a David like Bowie, a kind of France, Queen feel. Know? France was last year. Yeah, exactly. And it was the yeah. most French thing ever. And, yeah. and almost to the point of parody, but it came second and it nearly won. And for yeah. me, People are people like Ireland, and people want to to see something that they expect from Ireland. And for me, that if I was to like just think the kind of thing that I would go for, right, is really lean into the musicianship and the storytelling nature of, of Irish music. And I would, even though it's not my personal taste, I would look for some undiscovered talent on TikTok. I would look at buskers. I would look at these hungry performers who can really write songs, can really sing well, and, and will give people just a, a little bit of Irishness. I'm not saying put a Bowron in it and all the rest. No, mm. you wouldn't be against it. But mm. I think that's the kind of feel that we should be going for. I don't think it's right to, to, to compete with the big flashy pop numbers like and no no again no disrespect to Brooke there was nothing about that song that felt in any way Irish and if you look no. at the top 10 from last night 
you can, you can see things in each one that feel Why authentically like 11, that country. You know, I feel a little <laughs> yeah. bit discriminated. We were set to. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I feel but, a little but, bit but, left out. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's interesting, Kevin, because you're making me think when you mentioned about you know songs that will kind of get juries going. And I remember yeah, back yeah. in '95, so yeah. we went to the uh, we went to the dress rehearsal and heard all the songs. And back then, like the songs weren't online beforehand; you couldn't preview yeah. them. Well, maybe you could, but I certainly wasn't. I, I didn't, and. Uh, I remember oh, the song no that internet. won that year was a song called Nocturne for by um, oh, yes, and it was uh, it was Norway but there was an Irish uh, violinist so Ireland mm. were kind of cl- oh, semi claiming yeah, 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 yeah. And it, yeah. it was a bit controversial because people were saying was it instrumental because it was very yeah. little words mm. in it. but I remember after the dress rehearsal people humming it Go, and I remember thinking that's going to do well because yeah. all, all of us in that room mm. seemed to like it Norway was always nice, for you know. Norway has yeah, been good, so yeah, 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 yeah. They had that great song, Alexander Ryback, Fairy Tale. Uh, oh, years ago. yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. great. That, that, that is a great yeah. song, also and that's an example violin. of. Was violin, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He yeah. played the violin and sang. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kevin, thanks very much for yep. coming on. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Pleasure. I, ho- I hope you had a ball last night in uh, in London with the Eurovision party in London. I yeah. did. I did. It was it was it was brilliant. Yeah. I hope you voted oh. for Ireland uh, when, it, when the voting came around. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. We weren't in the final yeah. hours. <laughs> but we uh, we he had we a hangover you, of it already. You've got yeah, some yeah. good ideas there, and I think you should uh, you should pass them on to the Paris that be and see if we oh, can make yeah. a change. And, and I think they see. should hire Kevin as the Irish delegation manager or something next year. You know, sure, yeah, I'm give him a few quid. Mm. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine with me because I'll take his twenty five percent. I'll manage yeah, yeah, Kevin, yeah. and Kevin can manage the other. So I'll no, just remember the that. remember the blind guys because yeah. we all need, uh, need need to go to Ukraine next year, and, and they want to uh, uh, hold it in the rebuild it. Um, what was it, Mariupol? Eh? Oh, I believe yeah. somebody. I believe somebody from the EBU this morning was a little more measured in sort of saying, "Well, we're going to have to see." Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I suppose, and I suppose to be fair to them, they need to plan this thing months out. And if if yeah. there's a chance that it's not going to be ready, they have to have a contingency, don't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so I listen, before I, I go, yeah. um, I think the BBC gets nervous now. You know. Yeah, yeah, oh, they yeah, might be. They might have to do it. Yes. I think Stuart, you were saying you missed some of the songs last night. Would you give Would you give "Hold Me Closer" by Cornelia Jacobs a play? Because I just think it was the Swedish entry, and I just think it's an absolute. Yeah. Go on, Orin, stick twenty five seconds of it on. Cornelia will be delighted <laughs> that we're pr- 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 no, her on the show. I didn't like it. Ah, <laughs> to stick it on. Shoot. Right, to, to bring this segment to a close, stick it on. I'll see. I'll see. <laughs> All right. That anyway, means he will. Thanks, means Kevin. Will. Thanks for Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks Kevin. Thanks, lovely to speak Bye. You. We could have asked Kevin to sing something, you know, probably. Maybe we should have to sing his favourite song. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, you know, he I, is I'm right. When about the copyright, though, you know. Like, the, the, whole, the whole cultural <laughs> thing is, he's right. It's a great, uh, great, great yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice uh, atmosphere. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. We've had a, a couple of weeks, uh, last two shows, we've been talking about whether people should be traveling, whether they oh, should yeah. not be traveling, should we be taking more, uh, be more conscious about the environment and what have you. But oh. I'm sorry to say mm-hmm. that myself, Stuart, and Yan, and Cloda have all yeah, we've been, all been away. away. <laughs> And I've yeah, an, and, and, and I've another short holiday coming up this week. We are both in the same part of the world, ish, 
Stuart. Uh, we were in Malta. You were in Lanzarote. But I was in Lanzarote. I cannot yes. wait to hear, first of all, Mr. Jan Blom, because yeah. you went to a place that I really want to go to. It's on my bucket list. You went to Rome with the family. Yeah, yeah. How it was, did that it, go? It, uh, it was uh, on, on multiple aspects. It was, uh, uh, yeah, fa- it, it, it was very, very good. First of all, it was uh, what you say. The first trip um, with the family, we were flying, and you know, um, Rosalie. Um, well, Tigo not so much, but Rosalie was really into. We need to fly. I want, or I want to fly. You know, I. We, uh, and then, yeah, she cannot do it on her own. So, okay, we could uh, join her. You know. Yeah. So and it, it, it <laughs> does. <laughs> had the lady princess. You know. Oh no. <laughs> then you can come as well. Okay, I don't bother. But okay. She allowed Since you travel pay, with her. Yeah. Since yeah. you pay, <laughs> you know. But then um, uh, at school they had some uh, projects about Rome. Uh, the, the the culture had uh, how it was in the first century you know with the uh, um, uh, with the Colosseum and 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 all the yeah the the, the typical uh, history uh, aspects of um, of uh, of Italy and also the the situation with the Vatican etc you know so, so it was really um, they learned a lot and then they thought well let uh, yeah you know let us go and Chantal was also um, interested to go already for years and finally so it all came together but also in an in an in a very um, um, a difficult way because everyone was flying out you know because it was um, well I think that Schiphol was exploding it was uh, that there were so many um, yeah, people traveling, uh, Schiphol could not really uh, long queues at the anymore. security, yeah. that kind oh, of stuff. Uh, they, yeah. they were standing yeah. outside Dublin, uh, Dublin Airport, is a bit like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but so, but uh, uh, funny thing, uh, Rosalie in the end said, finally, we had the benefit of Daddy's cane, you know, because <laughs> when we <ended laughs> <Skip> the <kids laughs> playing yeah. the blind Black part, heart. you know, oh la la, it was so famous because, but, 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 but actually, I think. I think, Jan, the reason, certainly over here, the reason for those big uh, queues, and I think, it, I don't know if it's the same in Schiphol, is that a lot of staff were let go during the pandemic because yeah. they had no work. And now they can't, they're trying to frantically get staff back yeah. and they can't. And, and also so they pay them lousy exactly. salaries, you know, yeah, and exactly. they have very difficult uh, working very uh, situations. Yeah. Yeah. So when you need to offload a uh, aircraft with suitcases in 10 minutes, you know, uh, yeah. in your own, on your on your own, uh, or it should be with three or four people. But yeah, since they have no people, they need to do it on their own. And well, then the delay starts. And yeah. when you need to do it um, uh, 15 minutes per aircraft and you need to do it uh, 10 flights a day or whatever without break or whatever. Nah, that is insane, you know. Yeah, uh, we were there uh, going up in the air and uh, Tycho was a little bit uh, scared, a little bit, you know, nervous. Uh, how did it go? You know, how, how, how does it feel to go up in the air, you know? And then, then uh, yeah, uh, well, all went fine. And, uh, you know, at the... Uh, after a couple of minutes, 10 minutes, and now, next, you know, what's up? Well, yeah, we need to sit here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> For a couple of more minutes, you know, it takes two hours. Okay, no, yeah, okay, you know. So I can imagine why you have it on your bucket list, because you're walking uh, really in a, in, uh, in a big machine, and you are so impressed with the... Yeah, with the buildings, with the atmosphere, with the with the night when you're walking around, you know, uh, the, and you imagine that in the second century or in the fourth 
Chamfrey, you know, it, that so many people have walked on those steps, uh, yeah. you know, streets and on the Colosseum in, in some uh, old churches. I was in a church and they were built upon each other free, you know. So so uh, can you imagine that, 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 that you have free uh, uh, stages of of churches, and, and you dive into it, or hey, you 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 climb downstairs, and, and then mm. you walk in another uh, uh, well, uh, century again, you know. And it was even with all, the, the 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 all the the eldest one was with an 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 a living house um, was in Rome with a natural source of water. So it is. Can you imagine? It is down wow. under. Yeah, and then, uh, and when we were in some basilics of in uh, you know the the Mag- Maggiore, and it was the uh, there was a very famous one that's the, the from the Vatican Church of mm. for um, for Maria, and uh, it, I'm so in, impressed with the atmosphere in in such a church. What, what, you know, what were the streets right. like, Jan? Because I know I haven't yes. been in Rome either, but I always hear it's a busy place, lots of lots and lots yeah, of people. Was it, it was, busy? Uh, it was busy, crowded, but not too much, to be honest. Okay. It was nice. It was really nice. It was, uh, and but they said, you know, the, the, the people from Asia they don't travel yet. So yeah, it was oh. really. Um, so there were no buses with Japanese and Chinese people and so on. And was the weather nice for you guys? Amazing, plus okay. twenty plus. So we were Brilliant. having dinner at street, you know, sitting uh, outside. In, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. And did you? Yeah, we went to see him. We were yeah. on the was same Pete Square, and he was in, and uh, we waved at each other, and he said, "Ah, yeah, see you next year." He yeah. said, "Oh, yeah. Mr. Bloom, oh, yeah, 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 well, that is a funny thing. You need to have tickets for everything. And then um, uh, that's a positive thing of Corona. Everything was built into time slots. And so if you were able to get a, a time slot ticket for a, a certain time, then uh, you could pass all the key, uh, all the all the queues for the people who were just going there, you know, with uh, without an, um, an appointment. Oh, way. OK. So, so that was quite good. That's quite, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were there also walking um, up to the Spanish steps, you know, and it oh, was yes. really, ah, and then you have a, a street with all the the very luxury, um, the, the Gucci's and uh, all the Rolexes and whatever, you know. Uh, That's I where Stuart uh, would be all the time. Yeah, I I, I'd, so. I'd, I'd live it, over there. It yeah. was for new for me, you know. <laughs> Oh no, I go there all the time. Yeah, every week. Yeah, you see, you see that. Yeah, there, there, there was even last week there was a Maserati. <laughs> Did you hear the story? There was a Maserati <laughs> going down the steps, <laughs> and and uh, and, uh, and the man who was driving it he was arrested because he was ruining the or or or, or damaging the the steps. So, driving uh, down the steps. Driving the steps. Wow. Yeah, well, I think he was. <laughs> oh, was he taking a shortcut? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> was he blind? I wonder. Maybe. <laughs> It was also a it's rented like the Italian one. job all over again. Yeah, it was even also a rented one, so it was <laughs> even his own. So. 
Yeah, but it was great. It was really nice. So we had a great time. Yeah. And Stuart, what about you? That was yeah. you're you're back to your 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 place down. Uh, yeah, North I was Africa. in Lanzarote. Yeah, we I, I've been there say, lots and lots and lots of times. So yeah, okay. Lanzarote was lovely. High high twenties. It's funny. I one thing I noticed this week was that the, my phone was telling me it was twenty three degrees, and I was thinking it's no way that twenty three, and it was it was over thirty one uh, in one of the places we were. But yeah, it was lovely. Um, I mean. I think it's similar to um, just, you know, being able to sit outside and eat. Um, Jan, as, as you said, is, is just lovely. And to, I guess to have days where you don't have to do anything. And uh, we only yeah. went for five days, but it was just so nice. And of course, this week I'm going to Germany with a couple of friends to uh, uh, explore Frankfurt. So um, I kind of feel I'm, I'm in work for a few days, then I'm back in holiday mode. And then it's all over for the rest of the year, basically. OK, so OK. Oh, we're doing nothing else. Mm. But it was nice to get a break. Um, what about Malta? Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, yeah. Never been to Malta before. We we decided we'd, mm. we'd go uh, and uh, lovely place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots. Uh, um, and what did you do then in Malta? What well, we uh, we funnily enough we actually tried to do and somewhat successful tried to do nothing because uh, we boring. both needed a bit of a break and yeah. uh, we went up to the northwest side of the island. I think there's probably one major hotel there which we, we stayed in and unfortunately that wasn't that wasn't the greatest uh, decision. But uh oh. well it was quite a it was supposed to be a, a high rated uh, hotel but uh, not judging by the uh, level of dust and dirt and uh, Orin, are you are you going to um are you going to trip advisor it? You know people yes, put these things trip advisor. Uh, yes, is most yeah. definitely going to trip advisor because uh, but, uh, but yes because uh, yeah there were a lot of uh, lot of issues. Uh, one night I they they uh, they took uh, my order for our order for main course. Okay, and uh, Claude said, Lovely. "Well, you all, I, I eat slower than you, so I was having a starter. Right. So the starter and Claude's main course came at the same time, and I had my starter, and Claude and I were yeah, chatting away, and she was eating her main course, and I don't know, about fifteen minutes later, I wonder where my main course is." And uh, it turned out that said, they'd, I'm still given, hungry. they'd given my main course to someone else. Maybe they looked <laughs> hungrier than you. Yeah, probably did. So, um, yeah, not not the not the greatest um, of of stays places to stay, but a very nice country. People are really friendly. Um, okay, very accommodating. Uh, and again, I think Jan. We were talking before you, we went in to record, but uh, I think that these things are great, the hop-on, hop-off buses. Yeah. Uh, we took uh, Did you have also audio uh, audio tour uh, on, the, on the bus? Or, uh, yeah, we had no, I have to tour, say, uh, in, 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 in this one, it wasn't great. Uh, oh. the, the, we were in Porto a few years ago and did the same thing and got a lot more history of mm. uh, the the yeah. town, the the city, than we did in in Malta. So basically, the this hop on the audio messaging and this was just you're coming to you know Valletta, and uh, it's famous mm. for a couple of you know this and that, and that'd be it. Yeah, and yeah. Then it, it, the explanations weren't weren't great, but uh, it didn't uh, deter from our holiday. Okay. So we really we really and did and it. and and Oren, just before we we leave the subject of holidays, because we did discuss last time your unfortunate end to your Portugal holiday when you had to go to the hospital. Yes. Did you see oh, a hospital yeah. in Malta? That's the big question from from this show. Well, yeah. to tell you the truth, I didn't. 
Hey, that must be I a got, blessing. I There's got, a success already. Is there? Is there no but? Is there no but? No, I got in and out of Malta oh. without going to uh, visiting a hospital on the last day, which was Good absolutely man. fantastic. Great, great. And Clouda as well. And Clouda, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So we've all had a good break. Yeah, I have another one to come. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah. You always have another holiday. Come. Well, Jan, is, Jan usually takes, <laughs> Jan takes yeah, more than six or seven holidays a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I have a lovely job, you know, it's also always <laughs> nice. But, but uh, next week, yeah, we are a little bit sad, you know. Uh, Side City is still online. So so we are, um, uh, yeah, we don't travel to Frankfurt uh, like you do. Um, and Jan, it's a pity because obviously I had booked to do this before yeah. it was, before I knew that. And there's a couple of friends of mine, uh, former colleagues, we used to all work together. We kind of hang out together and go to Frankfurt. So, we kind of said, oh, this is great. Now we don't even have to pretend to go to the exactly. exhibition. We're still going to go to Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. That's what we're going to do. No, yeah, well, enjoy uh, Frankfurt. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. do I will tell stories. you all about it on the next show. Right. Uh, just before we bring Claude in, will we talk a little bit about TV Corner? Claude is late because Marion isn't doing makeup. There's Michelle this week and oh. she's not as good. Oh, Michelle's usually late though. Yeah, she's, yeah I think she was yeah, too late. Yeah. Uh, TV Corner well I just want to mention Oren because mm. you mentioned it to me I know a while ago but it's been all over the media here is Conversations with Friends yeah. is this is the Sally Rooney uh, I guess it's the fo- it's the next thing from Normal People isn't it and that's on it this is, week yeah. it's the follow on and from, uh, uh, great that you guys have all you described it I'm yep. kind of interested to see this because I watched Normal People and I know some people really didn't like it I thought it was very I thought well the audio description was very good okay so I'm looking forward to seeing what this is like. Yeah, Clara is doing the audio description for this. Uh, I've listened okay. to watch the first four episodes. Oh my goodness! Um, Show. So I'm well ahead. So uh, I'm yeah. going to revert. I will. I will. Uh, what's the the, the word? Uh, reserve. Hold your ju- reserve judgment. Uh, okay. Reserve judgment until uh, mm. uh, the audience has seen it and 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 they can tell us what they. Let's think let's of chat them. about it on the next show then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only thing we we've, we've finished off last night actually just was it just before the Eurovision no it was actually during the Eurovision because we got a little bit bored with the three Italian uh, the three Italian presenters uh, who could just couldn't stop but repeating what the other were saying Uh, we watched the last episode of Ozark uh, and last series last episode of Ozark and I would I know you haven't you you started watching it Stuart I know you didn't continue but I can't but recommend. Oh, Oren, you, you, and TV and you know something, ever. yeah, and 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 you and many other people have said the same thing. My my all my family, look, my 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 sisters, my uh, other people I know have said you ha- you really have to watch it. I yeah, yeah. I, I found I, I might try it again. Try there's it. a little okay. there's a little twist at the at the end of it, and I said, oh, I know where that's coming from, and actually it's funny because Jason Bateman. Uh, Directed, who plays uh, Marty Bird in the series? Uh, I note he directed this last episode. And if any of you remember the Sopranos mm-hmm. uh, series, which gosh, I don't know when that ended. That's, that's a good while. Isn't it's a good it? yeah. while ago. But there was a particular at the very last series, last episode of the last series had a very peculiar ending, and. Ozark has a very peculiar ending, not dissimilar to uh, Sopranos, and I'm wondering: are they are they are they teasing us possibly with 
I don't know, a prequel or yeah, who knows? something going on after. Anyway, but it's really, very mm. good and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So There's another one, by the way, on Netflix called The Lie. It's a UK drama the about Lie. a teacher okay. who goes on a date with, meets somebody on Tinder, I think, and then gets accused of uh, sexual assault the next day. And I thought this was sounded a really interesting uh, synopsis and went to Netflix, no audio description. I, I, it's just very frustrating when this happens. So Yeah, and I think yeah. the next one probably that Netflix are, I haven't, we saw the trailer for it actually, it's played directly after Ozark, uh, is there's a new one coming called The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh yeah, I've seen and, Lincoln. Uh, okay. Nev Campbell is in that, so that's, that's mm. really good. That's based on the Michael Connolly uh, book. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's very, very good. Shall we bring on yeah. the lady who's just been on holidays as well? I wonder where exactly. she was. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, where was she, I wonder? We've all been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you ran into Claudia and Malta. <laughs> Questions and stories and feedback are plenty. From all our listeners, we have about 20. 20 plus. Sending a mail as they're sipping a brew. Thank you, dear listener, because we do love you. Emerging tous pois. Oh, yeah. Otis in Baltimore, Derry in Dublin, Dublin. Gordon in Scotland, and Shay Martin's troubling. No Dublin. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) We love you so. Now let's have more email. Go, Go, Chloe, go. 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 I still love that jingle. Thank you, Claudia. Hello, Claudia. Where were you holding? How are you, husband? Yeah. The same as you, my darling. (laughs) Ooh. We held hands on the plane and everything. Oh, yeah. Was it scary? Was it a bumpy flight, uh, Claudia? uh... Well, you know, I don't like naming names, but it was Ryanair and they aren't. Oh, we did. We did a Ryan. Do you know what's funny, uh, Claudia? I always feel that too. And Ryanair last week, landing in Lanzarote, he Mm. hammered the thing down. Like, yeah, he seemed to do that, yeah. yeah. Like, no. and, and then there's always this swerve, this yeah. unnerving swerve when <laughs> yeah. they put on the brakes. It's like, it's like oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah parts over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I hate... And like, you're going quite fast. Yeah, yeah, the other thing I have to say I hate about Ryanair and their new planes is the fact that you cannot... <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a three and a half hour flight over to Malta. Can't tilt your seat? You can't tilt your seat. No, oh. and and if you're a big a big lad, let's say, I, I, am, I, I don't mean big as in uh, well if you're a long lad careful Stuart if you're a long person I meant no I meant as in weight <laughs> if, if you have long legs if you have long legs okay um, cut this out order if you have long legs you can't get you can't stretch is what I wanted to say oh. no it's true and I mean not just lad I'm I'm a tall person tall lady. with very long yeah. legs and um, my knees are jammed yeah up it's very uh, and as you say I as Lauren says a three on the way on the way back because there was there was one Water coming from down. There's a leak coming down over my head. head. Uh That was somebody's bag uh, leaking Bailey's onto your something, was it? Okay. Uh, no, I think it was you know the way it um, when you're up above the clouds, it, things things freeze, oh, right. and then when you come down, it melts. And I think it was whatever the hell I don't know. I don't oh, really? want to think about it too okay. much because I'm worried well, it was I forgot. people's 
breathing compensation mm, yeah. stuff. I forgot to tell yeah. it's a funny one. Uh, we flew out from the west of Ireland because we were leaving Larry with uh, his puppy walker, uh, Deirdre, and her husband, Paul. Thank you very much again for looking after Larry. But we mm, flew out of best. Shannon, and uh, we'd never flown out of Shannon was, was, uh, before. It was brilliant. We, we, we just walked in, Love and in about 10 minutes we were through. Uh-huh. And there was, you know, a few people there. We were getting into the lift, uh, and I love, just love that time in the story. We were getting into the lift to go up to the restaurant. I think we we loads of time. We were going to have breakfast or something like that. And two staff got into the lift with us, and they said, and at this stage, there was probably about a hundred, little over a hundred people, let's say, in the airport. Uh, getting flights that we'd seen so far uh, anyway. and they came into the lift and they went God it's awful busy isn't it <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been They're to Dublin you said go to Dublin lads <laughs> yeah I was like this, this is blissy or and I take it they are new staff who've just been brought on after the pandemic because in fairness no, I don't think so in fairness Shannon would have been a bit know. busier before that I would have thought would it? A little no busier? no, we're, no? We're, we're, we're reliably informed that it's one of the, the best places to fly out of uh, because it's not busy uh, not as busy as people think so yeah, I mean there's busy periods yeah, and you know when it, when there's US flights we we arrived back home at the same time as a flight from New York but it's just it's just really really well organized yeah. i don't know the staff are well yeah. trained it just happened you know it, it just I no know, funny I, blind I, it, card. We, we were queuing up and we got this man came up and opened um a little rope for us and usher just passed the big yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. helps this blind card is the Always business helps. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. need to have a golden status whatever you know you just uh, no no VIP bring your and everyone was glaring at us it was brilliant yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> also with chef you know they they all love him and then uh, <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Shall we have emails? Yep. Let's have emails. We have two um, regulars on this week. And uh, yes, indeed, one is our beloved Derry. I must say again, thank you very much to those of you who have made a donation to our little tip jar. We very much appreciate it. He spent it all in Malta, so we need more. No, I didn't. No, we didn't. We we spent it on the upkeep for the podcast hosting for this show and we really do appreciate it and we Thank need to buy so more makeup much. for the makeup guy, makeup artists so there's well, lots of bits mm, and lord knows you need it short Hector yeah. well yeah and then uh, Hector's <laughs> yeah. salary obviously is a huge salary so <laughs> anyone seen Hector they, around by the way I haven't seen him in ages Hector's but on holiday yeah. oh, he's, okay. he's in he's in the Bahamas no. or oh, something is he? yeah he can well afford it something sure. beginning with B it's Bermuda or Bahamas <laughs> or something like that so go or on Birmingham Derry yeah so Derry says he a few years ago Martha and I took a cruise it was a Baltic this is because our last chat we were talking about cruises it was a Baltic cruise we flew to Denmark and took the cruise to Sweden Estonia uh, St. Petersburg and Finland oh wow and we had a ball of a time he says before we went we bought a drinks package so we made sure to have at least six (laughs) bottles of beer every day (laughs) and of course and of course a bottle of Bollinger champagne for dinner he knows his stuff is better then the drinks package was worth it (laughs) He got his money's worth. Um, I did not have a guide dog, but not sure if I would bring my dog on one, he says. Mm. Uh, Before we went on the cruise, I was told it was for three types of people. The newlywed, the overfed, and the nearly dead. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, he goes on to say, after drinking that much, I was nearly dead. (laughs) Ah, Derry, you're a gas man. So, TV Corner. uh, On Netflix, I really enjoyed Anatomy of a Scandal. And we'll be checking up on her books too. That's um, Sarah Vaughan who wrote wrote the book. Oh, have you? Very good. Um, 
And on white canes, he says, I use an Ambitech cane, but can you, can you recommend another make? You spoke of one type a while ago. Yeah. Can Swarovski. you suggest oh. different manufacturers of canes and where we can get them? So it's so uh, I have a problem CZ. with the spelling of Swarovski. Can S- you spell it? Yeah. So S-V-A-R-O-V-S-K-Y dot C-Z. And Derry, if you have problems with the website, because I don't know that there's an English page, uh, there is info at Swarovski.cz and there's a very helpful guy. Um, the guy who owns it is a gentleman called Milo Swarovski. Um, mm. But they have, they're very nice and they will help you uh, get your canes. Just don't yeah, mention you. Stuart when you send that. Don't mention me. No, of no. course. And I'm, I'm not getting any money from Swarovski for this promo. But no, they're very good. And just in, in relation to Sarah Vaughan's books, I read uh, the other one of the others she's written is called Reputation. Read it on holidays. Thoroughly great read. And there's another one I'm just about to start. So yeah, great author. Very good. I think that's the Those one I'm Swarovski waiting on came, actually to come Yeah, from it's a great book. Great book. It's probably yourself and Derry are trying to get it at the yeah. same time. As usual. <laughs> just to, just about the canes, um, those Swarovski ones are lovely. They're lighter than the Ambitech. Yeah. yeah. And they have switchable tips. So you, you can pick whatever kind of yeah. um, tip you want. So they have like the long pokey one. They have a small ceramic one. They have a larger ceramic mm. one. And they, they hook. You can, I think... They hook, they hook on, yeah. they do. don't they? They hook on, yeah, the little yeah. elastic thing you pull out, yeah. yeah. And you can get um, a neoprene grip or a beech wood. The wood, beech wood, yeah. The one yeah. I think is lovely. Yeah, I have a wooden well, one as well. Yeah. I have a wooden one and I find, because if it rains, it's easier yeah. to grip that, uh, I find. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't rain um, so much now. Also fantastic no. for yeah. whacking people at the airport. So don't, don't, don't you know. Well, yeah. Warren wants yeah. to go. <laughs> there are people. Quack with Christmas zest. shopping, yes. Yeah. It's also good for that. Um, also, you can get, you can actually get canes on Amazon. So if you know what length cane you want, um, you can actually get canes on Amazon. And one of the companies that do them are called Visionu, V-I-S-I-O-N-U. Um, they do like aluminium folding canes. Okay. Um, there's also a company called No Jab, so that's not good for Oren because he likes jab. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, Claude. That's yeah, very interesting. And there's another one called Timishon, T-I-M-I-S-H-O-N. Um, they have, uh, there's Lumex, L-U-M-E-X, and there's the, you know, the walking cane type? Yeah. Like yeah. for people like with, a, with mobility. Like a guide cane, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of them there. Uh, there's a crowd in oh, Germany uh, called Comda. I think it's C-O-M-D-A, Comda Canes. Uh, and uh, German um, mobility officers swear by these things, but they are they are not like you'll pay 200 euro for a Comda cane. But apparently they are gold standard. And I, I haven't seen one, so I don't know what's okay. amazing about them. But I, it, it, apparently they're, they're great. So. That'd be great really? for all the whacking. Yeah. All the whacking, yeah. Do loads of whacking with do you that. Guys, do you guys know when white canes were invented? Uh, was it after the war? After the First World War, I think, was it? It was 1921. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it was a blind photographer called James Biggs, and he painted, he had a walking stick, and he painted it white so that he could gain visibility. Like, for people, he would stick out so that people would see him. Good yeah. man, James. Oh, really? My goodness. Mm. Well, we know somebody who, uh, and I was just listening back to some podcasts uh, during the, the weekend, and I was listening to uh, 
somebody's wife talking about going on holiday to a campsite once and <laughs> buy a broom broomstick a broomstick and <laughs> wrap it in white tape because, because somebody, somebody left the house cane. without his cane <laughs> i wonder who that was who was that jan oh my goodness no <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way, yeah. Just say, I don't know, who are you talking about? <laughs> you yeah, have a good memory, good. guys. I don't, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shantel All right, go on. Give us another email yep. before we Next finish one. up. Yep. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. so then we get one from the lovely Dave Nason. Uh, Hi, Dave. guys. Um, hi guys, I just heard an ad on the radio for crab meat from Board Beer. And it has our music, and music I know. And the oh. music of the ad is the blind guy's yeah, job music. Yeah, yeah. Who do these people think they are, Dave says. I've done a search, but I can't seem to find a link to it online anywhere, though. Oh? Is it an original composition which they've stolen from you, or what is the song, out of curiosity? Do you know something, Dave? This is one of the, it is probably the only time we actually paid for a piece of music <laughs> on the show. Oh, don't be <laughs> we, saying that out We loud. bought it. <laughs> Ah, people. Actually, no, sorry, I tell a lie. The other one was the Christmas music we use. We bought that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, That's true. So, and we yes, pay we, you as well. Yeah. We've, and you pay me for writing the jingles, yeah. yeah. So Huge it came out salary. a premium uh, website called Premium Beats. Uh, yeah. I, I have to, I'd have to check to see what the track is called, but I, I'll put, for what it's worth, I'll put it in the show. Right? <laughs> Get off the stage. stage. All right, all right. Oh. We're going, we're going, we're going. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much, ladies and yeah, yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you Keep in touch with us all. Yeah, Blind Guys Chat. Yeah. Blind Guys Chat at gmail.com. And the Twitter is at Blind Guys Chat. I have to go to the airport, guys, because I'm flying to Frankfurt, so I'm off. All right. Bye. Bye. Fasten your seatbelts. Thank you, Shin. Busy, busy